This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Live on SEN Track. Welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to loveracing.nz. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Great to be with you on a massive racing weekend. Jordan Canellis here, as always, joined by the CEO of Waikato Thoroughbred Racing, Butch Castles, on what is a big weekend right across Australia and New Zealand. Butch, welcome. It's great to be with you. Yeah, sure is a huge weekend. Uh, good racing in New Zealand, Pukekohe Park and Rickerton Park in the South Islanders. They close in on the Cup Week and, of course, Cox Plate Day, uh, a day with uh, some very special memories to so many New Zealand horses and special uh, memories of Bone Crusher and Our Waverly Star going toe-to-toe for a large part of the race and, of course, Sunline Sublime as she was in winning her couple of Cox Plates. So, yep, some amazing memories for Kiwis and uh, plenty of interest in the race from this side of the Tasman as well this year. Feeling confident about the Cox Plate for uh, Mr. Brightside and Militarise? Yeah, look, I, I think uh, both of them are chances. I did look at it. There's six or seven genuine winning chances in the race, isn't there? And we'll claim James McDonald as well. If he can happen to win it, well, that'll be a Kiwi win as well. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Riding uh, Romantic <laughs> Warrior, for sure. Why wouldn't you? All right, let's get uh, stuck into racing around New Zealand this week with Pukekohe Park and Rickerton Park. Uh, both on the uh, on the racing agenda, and we've got two jockeys on the way today. We'll chat to Sam Weatherly a little later on. But our first guest this morning is uh, Craig Grills, who'll be riding at Pukekohe, and he's with us here on Breakfast with the Kiwis. Morning, Craig. How's things? Yeah, good morning. How are you? G'day, Grillsy Butch here. Let's uh, go through this uh, book of rides, which I thought there were some uh, nice chances throughout the card. Uh, track is a good four, getting a little bit of rain, so should provide everything with an opportunity. Race one, you ride Lotus in a small two-year-old race. It's had a couple of trials. Your sister Bridget's done the riding at the trials. What she had to tell you about this one? Yeah, sister Bridget's got a got a got a ready for me, so uh, thank you to her. Um, <laughs> Uh, the, the trial form hasn't been um, over-inspiring, to be honest, but um, I know Richie's quite happy with the work going into this race. It's, um, you know, there's only one horse in the in the race in the race that's actually had a run. So, uh, Sorry, two horses in the race that have had a run, so there's a little bit of unknown. There's a few first starters, but um, he's drawn a nice gate, so hopefully he can hop away and be thereabouts. Yeah, drawing a gate is a real advantage with two-year-olds as well. Being able to follow <laughs> that rail is a big key. It is, it is, especially... Um, yeah, especially, you know, they sort of, with 1,100 metres starts right, right into the first bend, so if you've drawn out a bit, they sort of can get flushed out a bit. Yeah, for sure. Right out, race two, you've got a hell of a good ride here. Petrucci for uh, the Walker-Bergeson combination, drawn barrier one, talking about those uh, good barriers. Uh, look, she was super impressive resuming at Matamata on the home track. She's lightly tried, uh, raced in good company as a three-year-old. She's only had the five starts, three wins. You'd be thrilled to get on her. Yeah, I was wrapped secure the ride on her. Um, as you say, she's only had a small, small handful of starts, and they've all been, and you know, like in good company. And, and it was, it was very impressive, fresh up at Matamata. Um, I galloped her on Tuesday morning um, at Matamata, and her work was um, outstanding. So I, I couldn't fold her. So 
got the ace draw, she's going to get a good run from there. And just even going by her work, I think she's going to be very hard to roll. Yeah, she'd be really hard to beat, uh, I would have thought, based on what we've seen race day. And uh, added uh, with that big tick of approval from track work during the week. Righto, race number three. Here's one uh, that came out and won well, resuming. Uh, it's from your old hometown there of Tiawamudu. Debbie Sweeney does the training. And I noticed that you rode uh, this horse to win a trial back in March. So you do have a, a bit of knowledge of imagination. Yeah, and back in March, even though it was a while ago, but um, felt really nice that day, and I just sort of how it's worked out, I hadn't been able to get on uh, back on the horse since. And, but you know, she she won at New Plymouth. It was probably on a more of a rain affected track, so um, back on a really good track is going to be again it's going to be interesting, you know, as a race winner now. But um, we've got a, we've got a shocking barrier sixteen, which isn't going to help the cause, but um, has got a lot of ability. Mm, certainly has won well uh, in that fresh state. Righto, race number four, sassiness. You ride for Andrew Forsman. Uh, gee, I thought it was good resuming, but the next two have been uh, a little bit disappointing. This daughter or this uh, daughter of Sacred Falls has looked okay, and any rain that came wouldn't be too much of a worry for her. Yeah, I think you're right there. I think a bit of rain would bring her right into it. I did ride her earlier on last prep, and. Um, Sort of on on tracks with a bit more given it, she she performed really well. As you say, fresh up this time, she she ran a really nice fourth, and she's just sort of tapered off a little bit. So, um, yeah, she needs to kind of recapture that a little bit. But if um, yeah, if there was a little bit of range around that would aid her chances. Our Trista Bell for Peter and Dawn Williams in race number five. Look, she's another that uh, does like it when there is some aqua about, but has one on top of the ground and has one there at Pukekohe as well. She can be a little bit uh, in and out, our Trista Bell, but when she's good, she can be good. Yeah, looking at her form, she seems to win one and have a miss, win one, have a miss. So judging by that, she's due to have a win. Um, <laughs> so, so hopefully, um, yeah. As you say, she's got good course stat records, which helps. Um, first time for me riding uh, her, her on at Pukekohe, but um, another one, she's probably drawn a little bit awkward, but she does get back a little bit, hopefully, and um, she can find the line really good. Melfi Rosa is an interesting ride in the next in race number six. Look, the run last week was okay in a stronger field than this. It was an open style of race. She has only had the run one, one run at 2,200 metres where she was successful. Gets into this with a nice enough weight at 55 kilos. And she's still in the New Zealand Cup market. In fact, well in the New Zealand Cup market. So uh, you tend to think that uh, you might expect a decent sort of a run from Melfi Rosa. Yeah, and I think Gibbsy's got quite a high opinion of her too. So, um, as you say, she's dropping back in class, which is going to make it easier and, and getting up over her trip. So, um, no, I'm actually quite looking forward to riding her. She looks like a little bit of a smoky in that field, I feel. Mm. Race seven's the horse you know really well and one that's got any amount of ability. Astron is the name he go, goes by. Um, gee, he's, uh, he's a good horse, uh, I reckon, this one. And you've done pretty much all the work on him. You've ridden him uh, right through race day. He's only had the seven starts, two of them wins. Uh, look, he'll get conditions to suit. He's won in a fresh state. I thought he'd be a really good ride Saturday. Yeah, I think he's a, he'll be a stakes winner in the future, this horse. He's a, he's a really good galloper. Um, he's, he's just, Cody's just been bringing him up nice and easy this prep and um, he had a quite trial at Matter Matter a couple of weeks back and um, again another one I galloped on Tuesday morning and it's, he, he's in a real um, retrain form coming to this is going by his work so 
Um, you know, he's drawn out a bit, but he will get back. He does get back, and he's. I think he's the sort of horse. Probably the quieter you ride him, the, the more of a finish he um, turn of foot he has at the finish. So he he is um, he is coming up really good this trip. He has got that uh, blistering turn of foot. We saw it. Where did we see it? Was it Pukekohe when uh, when he won uh, convincingly uh, over a mile? Fourteen hundred fresh though. That should be just ideal. That's, yeah, it should be spot on for him because you know he, eventually he's going to get up over a little bit further. And that I think if he raced over twelve hundred fresh up, it'd probably be a little bit sharp for him. So um, he's primed and ready for the fourteen hundred. Race number eight, the feature, the Jamison Park Soliloquy Stakes at Group Two for the Phillies. It's a it's a guineas uh, field and drag, if you like, and any number of these will end up, you would think, at Rickerton based on their performances on the weekend. You ride a filly that's just continued to improve with her racing. She ran third, huge run in the strong field uh, uh, on debut. Then she ran second at Taupo out of getting a long way out of her ground. Uh, she just absolutely brained them last time, as she should have. Um, you've got a good draw. Mary Shan's her name. Uh, is she as good uh, from riding her as she looks from the outside? Yeah, I think so, Butch. Um, I think you're spot on there too. Just the amount of improvement she's taking out every run has been huge. Um, she's a re- really, really nice filly. Like the first two starts, she just sort of was really green still and quite raw at it and got, she just got sort of too far out of the ground and was getting home good and last time made, made sure she actually got out of the gates, which, which she did. So she is learning all the time. But as you say, this is pretty much for... You look at the field, it's pretty much going to be most of the 1,000 guineas field. So... Um, going to be a real um, acid test for her where, she, where she's at on Saturday, but I think she's definitely up to it. Yeah, look, she's got that draw as well, drawn barrier three, as you said last time you asked her to uh, deliver out of the gates, which she did. So from barrier three, gives you options to uh, posse up that little bit closer than she was her first couple anyway. Yeah, I think ideally from that draw, if it could be, could be in the first four or five, would, it would be perfect for her. Mm, she's got that. Uh, she showed that turn of foot when you asked her to go at uh, Tauranga as well. Fourteen hundred meters Saturday up to the mile doesn't look like that'd be a problem either. I wouldn't think so. Like she's an El Manzor filly, that bred to get over a bit of ground, and um, and she relaxes beautiful too. So um, she's really got that going for her. Righto. After you win the feature uh, for an old mate, uh, Gerald Chandon family, you ride Fashionista in the last. Look, this one was good in winning on debut. Its run last time was okay when fourth. So she's a filly, three-year-old filly taking on the older horses, but they've got her up to a mile uh, here. So she's obviously looking for that ground quite quickly. Yeah, I think she looks well suited to the mile. Um, as you say, she's a three-year-old against the older ones and rating 65. But, um, you know, she definitely... Looks like it's well within her grasp. Um, another one that's drawn quite awkward, so I'd say we'd probably have to get back a little bit, bit there. But at least Pukeko, you've got that really long, beautiful straight, and it gives them plenty of time to balance up and gives everything a chance. Mm, sure does. Happy with the way things have uh, started for the season, Grilzy? Yeah, no, things are going good. Things are going really good. Um, a lot of placings, a lot of placings, so we need to get a few more winners. But, um, but no, I'm happy with the way things are going, so um, can't complain. Mm, got some nice rides Saturday. Which do you think's the best of them? Uh, probably in race two, Petrucci. Um, really looking forward to riding that one. Yeah, I bet you are. And you gave Astron a big ticket as well, right? Yeah, well, he's, he's another one. Yeah, just probably him and probably Astron, um, Petrucci, and, and I'm looking forward to riding Mary Shan. Really get a good line on it this weekend. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for your time. Uh, safe riding out there uh, on Saturday. Appreciate you taking time to join us on Breakfast with the Kiwis. Okay, thanks very much, Butch. Cheers. 
Craig Grills with us on Breakfast with the Kiwis, riding at Pukekohe this weekend. We will take a break here on the program, and on the other side of this, we'll have a chat to Sam Weatherly. You're listening to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Loveracing.nz, your home of New Zealand thoroughbred racing news, previews, reviews, profiles and more. Welcome back to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Jordan Canellis here and Butch Castles, as always, on the program. Massive weekend of racing across this part of the world in Australia and New Zealand ahead of us over the next coming days. Our next guest on the program this morning, we spoke to Craig Grills earlier. Time to head down to Rickerton to have a chat to Sam Weatherly, who will be riding there this weekend. Sam, welcome to the program. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. G'day, Sam Butch here. Uh, nice book of rides at uh, Rickerton Park. Let's rip into them. Race one, you ride Piero Green for uh, the uh, Shane Kennedy and a Furlong uh, combination. And gee, this was a nice run on debut, hitting the line well. Over 12, up to 14 should suit. Yeah, that, that, that's right, Butch. Um, I, I thought it was a, a very encouraging run uh, first up. And, and um, I thought prior to that, um, it trialled well. So, um, look, and Andrew's in the opinion that, that, that the further he goes, the better he'll be. So um be nice to see him up over 1,400 on a, on a nice big roomy track. Got the nice barrier drawer as well. So uh, that just gives you some options uh, out of the gates. It does. That helps a lot. And, and um, uh, barrier drawers do help a lot at Rickman on a, on a, on a good surface. So, um, yeah, look, we should, we should pause you up and, and get a nice run somewhere in behind them. Race two uh, for Tiaka here, Dream of the Moon. Now, this one was uh, very strongly backed on debut, but just sort of failed to fire uh, there, was well beaten. Uh, the trial form prior had been good in the North Island, run second at uh, the trials twice. In fact, you rode it at its first trial when running second here at uh, Tarapa uh, behind uh, Take the Crown. So you know a little bit about this one? Yeah, that, that's right. Um, I think um, initially... Um, and on face value, first up was pretty disappointing. Um, off her trials, off her first trial, I thought she was she was pretty smart, and and Opie sort of suggested a, a similar thing um, after her second trial, and just hoping that it's the, um, the heavy track down there last time gets back onto an improved surface uh, Saturday, and, and hopefully we see a big improvement. Yeah, you'd think out of those trials you could forgive her that uh, for that wet track. So she does shape uh, as an improver and what's a winnable race in saying that the the one of uh, the Ray Williams stable did win well on debut. Race number five, uh, Sam, another one of uh, the Tiakao team that you're down there riding, Prismatic, and she's been consistent, Three, four, one, two, two. the form line, this son of Savabiel, and uh, he gets 3,000 metres on Saturday, a road to Jericho, the 3,000 metres, you wouldn't think it'd worry him. No, he's going extremely well, um, and I think he's got a good barrier draw there, which will which will aid his chances to, to get a nice economical trip. Um, yeah, look, we, we step into unknown territory, really, when you, when you step up to a distance like 3,000 metres. But um, watching his replays and, and, and watching him go around, and I, I followed him a couple of starts back when he ran second at, at um, Rickerton, and, and he looks like he, he sort of spends no no extra energy. So, um, look, 3,000 metres should, should suit him down to the ground. Interesting, you talk about that going into unknown territory and of course we're coming up uh, to Melbourne Cup Day where everyone uh, loves to have a bet. 
horses that can get 22, 2400 once they stretch out to that 3000, 3200 metres and look like they're going to get it, some of them just don't. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's, it's um, you've got to remember, like, it's, it's, it's not like an, it's an extra furlong. It's still, um, if you are stepping up, sometimes stepping up 600 metres and, and, yeah, you can feel like you're travelling the whole way to the corner and as soon as you let the heads go, there it might be a lot better. Mm, interesting. Righto, uh, race number seven, the feature, uh, one of the features, the War Decree Stakes. Uh, Trobriand for the Tiakia team. Look, he's on a pathway uh, heading towards, of course, the... Uh, 2000 guineas uh, his win last time was really good on the course 1400 meters he gets the four to, uh, gets up to the mile this time uh, as a test before the guineas um but uh, the good track should suit him he's a nice horse yeah that, that's right and it was encouraging to see him back in the winner's circle uh the other day he, he probably um he went out at, at real Carker and, and everyone sort of expected him to to just win probably and he run into a into a smart one there and um, he had to do it the tough way the other day as well. So um, I, I was really pleased um, with his efforts, and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to riding him on on Saturday. He's got a tough barrier draw, and and, and this year's race has actually come up quite strong with a couple of those northern visitors coming down. So uh, it's going to be a good contest. Yeah, it is a good contest. You talk of the northern visitors, Burn to Shine, Lantern Way provides. Uh, a couple of the fillies have looked okay as well. Funfetti and Quintabel. That provides a bit of depth. But um, safely through this, is he still on uh, the radar to maybe be your uh, 2000 guineas ride? Um, well, he's there and, and I rode to Liska the other day. And, and um, I've always put, I've always been um, taken by, by Taliska. Um, I always thought I, I thought he was a big, genuine chance in the in the uh, Kareka Millions. And it didn't, didn't work out for us. And it's hit the owners look. We'll come back next year and you'll be um you'll be extremely hard to beat and and now we're down at, at Rickerton. So um yep, there's two two very nice horses here and it'll be interesting to see um see how uh Trevian puts his hand up on Saturday. Talk about very nice horses, I reckon the one that you ride in the next race, uh race number eight, the Copeland's Bakery's mile trial is in that category. Uh look, she's looked super winning both starts this preparation. First of them you were in the saddle, you don't see them win that easily very often and she backed it up with a with a win probably just as easily next time for the apprentice Naranjan Palmer. Uh I think from the outside looking in, she's uh, a group uh, winner in waiting. Does she give you that same feel as a rider? Yeah, exactly. I, I sort of said that as soon as I, I, I jumped off her um, when she won at, at Rickerton and um, and probably won over a distance that I thought was, was lesser of um, what she should be uh, running over and, and then to back it up again and, and win by nearly five lengths um, the other day on a heavy track. Um Look, she, she, I don't. She's got 54. I don't usually ride that that weight, but you make sacrifices for these for these uh, uh, good horses. And I'm, I'm um, she's probably uh, one of the main reasons getting me down there on Saturday. And I'm, I'm very excited to be down there right now. Yeah, I bet you are, and uh, you'll be. Um, she won't. Uh, she won't have too much weight to carry in the Copeland's Mile either, and. Uh, and no doubt that um, you'll be <laughs> throwing the saddle uh, and saying you'll be sticking with her for that race. She <laughs> looks the winner of that in waiting. Second thought, uh, was uh, two good runs this time in and uh, sh- should be a good chance for um, for Shane and Anna. 
Yeah, going, going really well. Had a bit of a, just seeing Anna said, she's had a bit of an uninterrupted prep. So, um, look, form lines, it speaks for itself. She really runs a bad race. So, um, and she loves 2,000 metres around record and, and on a firm surface, which is surprising for Gibbelines. But, um, no, um, I, I think she's a, a very big player. That's what she does. In the last in the last elegant lady, quickly, she's got to be a chance as well with uh, those two runner-up performances. You'd think so. She, she's she's looking ready to win a race, and and uh, hopefully um, that can come at at what is it four five o'clock or something on um, on Saturday, and and uh, be a nice way to cap off the day. What would do? It's business time. The best of them. Uh, she she she's definitely the best, but um, I I could honestly make a case for for all of them on 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 Saturday. So I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Why not? Thanks for your time. Thanks, appreciate it. Bye. Sam Weatherly with us here on Breakfast with the Kiwis. That wraps up our show this week. Butch, enjoy the racing ahead. Will do. Thank you.